I'm Steph and I'm absolutely obsessed with pole dancing. In 2019, I hung up my corporate stilettos for a pair of pleasers and my very own pole studio. I'm now on a journey to have open and thought-provoking conversations uncovering all things pole dancing. Finally, it's here, Uncovered's recap of the one and only pole icon. And guys, I need to say, this was our night. It was such an epic weekend in general. The live stream, the live stream's pretty good. However, I don't think anything can beat the energy, the excitement, the love, the passion, and of course, the celebration that was pole icon. It is history in the making and damn, Chile absolutely nailed it. Before we dive into talking about the iconic performances, let's just talk about the night in general. So first of all, pole icon was held at Luna Park in Sydney in the Big Top, which is pretty iconic in itself. As you walked in, there were so many pole dancers in like the most glittery outfits, you, you could spot a pole dancer almost from a mile away. And they were all taking their photos under the iconic Luna Park. Scary looking dude, really. It's kind of weird looking. They Everybody stopped there before moving into the venue and going to the Big Top. As you go into the Big Top, there was obviously a red carpet with Blacklight Sydney photographing you. Um, there were so many stalls. And with all your favorite pole brands, you know, there was CC Lux, Pole Physics, Luna Lay, Hella Heels, Pole Glam. And plenty of polers were taking the advantage of finally being able to touch and feel some of these products because a lot of these guys are online only businesses. In this area where the stalls were, was kind of where most people were catching up. They were talking. You would run into people that you had seen on pole camps, retreats, or just the ones that like, it's really weird. You see them online and you fall over them. You've never met them, but you feel like you know them. Does anybody else relate with that concept? This is kind of where you would catch up with so many people. And everybody I spoke to was super duper excited to be there. However, quite a few people did mention that they were a little overwhelmed. When thinking about it, this is probably the first major event for a lot of people since COVID. And there was a lot of people in this little area. While it was overwhelming, I think once most of us got into our seats, had a drink in hand, we were really just ready to get into the night and enjoy the pretty epic performances that were yet to come. Now this is Chili's baby. Why did you create Pole Icon? Because there are so many, well, because it's my wedding. Yeah. Oh, because okay. it's my wedding, guys. Congrats. Thank you for coming to my wedding. <laughs> Am I a bridesmaid or a matron of honour? Oh, you're the matron of honour. Oh, you're the Ciao. old one, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, honestly, there are so many different styles in pole dancing. There was just a, a need for a gender inclusive, for all styles inclusive, and just to make it more about a celebration of pole dancing. Because, yeah, some of us just aren't made to trick, trick, trick. Others like to dance sexy, some like to dance bare feet, and we love it all. And so let's just... Who cares who wins? The only thing is, whoever wins that bitch, the drink is on them. Because they win. How much do they win? $10,000. Yep. 
but even if they don't win, all it is is really a bunch of incredible humans. They are my friends. I love them. Coming together to celebrate the art of pole dancing. And let's just elevate this sport. It's about time. They're elite athletes. They need to be celebrated. Thank you so much, Chichili, for creating this it is literally iconic event for Australian pole dancers. She wasn't, she's not just beautiful, but she was also the brains behind this along with her business partner, Lulu. And they've just put on possibly the biggest, I actually think it is the biggest pole dancing competition in Australia. I think from when we were talking to her, she was saying like, Miss Pole Dance Australia has about 1200 guests and this sold out at 1800 and then she put more on. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to recap on the winners of Pole Icon, um, all of them, and I'm also going to share some of my favourites, some of the surprises I've seen um, and just overall what it was like to be there in the crowd. Before we dive into the performances, I think we should talk about what awards and prizes were up for grabs. You obviously heard in Chili's little um, screen screenshot snapshot there that $10,000 was the top prize and from talking to her she didn't mention this on the night but when we had her on the podcast she did say there would also be cash prizes for second and third not sure if that happened in the long run because I understand a lot of things change but why you're organizing events like this so awards went to people's icon show icon dance icon tricks icon and then you had second runner-up, first runner-up, and the winner who took out the 10K of icons. So that might just be one of the absolute biggest cash prizes for our industry in general, um, and definitely for Australian competitions. I know when I went to Vegas, they had like a little bit of a club comp, and I think $5,000 was up for grabs on that. However, yeah, I think I don't think that happens too often in Australian competitions. Should we do the people's icon now? It was a late entrance, but we got through. All right. It is Blue, Blue Phoenix, Phoenix and Lola, Lola Grace. Grace. Okay. People's there icon. There is no surprise that Blue Phoenix is my absolute man crush in the pole world. And damn, he did a not disappoint. He competed with Lola Grace. And these two, their performance just felt like, I think the best word is liquid. They just came together. They were super steamy. But the way they moved within and around one another, within that sounds really bad, but around one another was just, it was mesmerizing, but in the sexiest, steamiest kind of way. When we had Chili on the podcast, she said that pretty much anything goes here. And definitely there was a lot of props that you probably wouldn't see on a normal pole stage. And these guys brought out wax candles and they were lit up by the human props. And at the end, after this passionate, steamy rendezvous that was Lola Grace and Blue Phoenix, they dripped it all over Lola's chest. And Blue Phoenix and Lola Grace weren't the only steamy ones. You have Two Moons, who was also the same type of concept they were not concept I think that's wrong they were cowgirls but they were just hot 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 but I want to talk about Daisy so my vibe with Daisy was she was 
old school pole dancer. That's that's what I got the feeling of. It just felt like old school showgirl. She had this theme that was must have been set in the 60s, 70s, an old big TV, flares on, which absolutely worked magical for um, leg work. She started off with this awesome leg work and just her style and the way she danced, it just felt like you were watching something probably from the early days of Miss Pole. And I mean, Daisy's an OG or a very close to an OG in our industry. So she has been around since the very, very early days. And her tricks, nothing was like new and out there. They were all great staples, which still have a place on these stages. So yeah, Daisy was probably one of my personal favorites, um, along with others, but she definitely surprised me on how much I enjoyed her performance. So our show icon tonight or should i say icons Ooh. please go absolutely crazy for susie, susie q and toby j susie q and toby j so when we had chili on the podcast she said that um susie was actually at the first ever miss pole dance australia and how amazing that after i don't know i'm gonna guesstimate here like 17 years or so we still have people performing in our industry like that's pretty cool like that's pretty amazing that these people are still here they're still performing and they're still putting on pretty iconic performances so what i loved about their performance is first of all they called it what they call it it was Australia, so it was a little bit of America because Toby's American, a little bit Australian. And what better way of doing that than Baywatch with Lifesavers? Like that is Australian as they come, I guess, if that's even, I don't think that's a word, but we're rolling with it. So what I loved about Susie Q and Toby J is from the moment they stepped on stage, they were in character and they stayed in character for almost the entire time. They were obviously Lifesavers and they had a flotation device at the start, which they used as a prop. And they used it very, very well. Um, I loved how it sort of linked in between them rather than just the typical, I'm going to hold your hand to get into my doubles trick. It's like, let's use this flotation device as an extension of us. Um, but also with that, they're acro. Like I know these guys, I think personally they've been together for 13 years. I'm not really 100% sure how long they've been performing together. But these guys work well together. The way they just tumble through acro was pretty jaw-dropping and I think they did such a good job so this was a performance that brought an old creation to the stage so when we were talking to Chili when we had her on the podcast she did say a couple were going to redo performances that they felt just didn't get the justice they deserved on the night of when they performed it and I know talking to some people there was some mixed feelings about recreating old performances but Toby J and Susie Q were not the only ones to do this. Bailey Hart also brought an absolutely stunning and mesmerizing performance back to the stage because it didn't go to plan when she did it and I'm interested to know how you guys feel like is this something you think should be okay? I mean pole icons are pretty epic competition. Do you think that people should be able to recreate and why I guess if the answer is no, why can't creations be redone? I'm really intrigued to know. So I'll pop something up this week for you to 
to share that with me. But Bailey hard. Holy God. It was mesmerizing and I mean I've done workshops with Bailey Hart and it's called like continuous climbs or something or continuous whatever and she showed continuous tricks on stage so her the storyline was quite beautiful it was to do with her grandmother who it was a story of her grandmother and obviously her partner her lover her husband at the time was um, shipped off to the war and her actual partner in life was playing this person and at the start they danced together, they showed love, and then he went off to the war. Um, and then it once that happened, the music had no lyrics and it was just this beautiful track of which Bailey just danced so gracefully to. She is definitely up there with another one of my favourites. Guys, there was a lot of favourites. It's really hard to actually pick some. But the way of which she just continuously moved through this um, and on the background she had a projector and the projector just showed footage of the war. And once um, – and it came to an end that obviously the assumption is he died at war, um, which was quite heartbreaking. But she just played this so well and I feel like it It felt like a flawless routine and it felt like the crowd was so mesmerised in what she was doing. I don't recall it being, you know, that super high energy that you got – when um, Adam Lynn was on the stage but I think that's because so many people were in a trance for her performance so absolutely one that I loved and I adored dance icon this evening oh. is Jacob wow what another mesmerizing performance I must admit this is the first time I've heard of Jacob I haven't seen any of his stuff before but it was just absolutely stunning. A little bit like Bailey Hart's where the crowd was just so mesmerised in his movements. And I just love how beautiful they were. And even when he came into the tricks, it just all fit so well. I'm assuming, and I think my assumption's pretty correct to say that he's obviously got a dance history in ballet. Um, and I do that based on the movements and the shoes. Um, but it just fits so well. And I think this is what makes pole icon so great is when you go from something like Susie Q and Toby J who had this acro doubles performance which was fun um, to this both these places both these forms of dance have a place on our stages but you just don't get to see them so often and this is what pole icon has been able to do is it's been able to bring all these styles together because not everybody like um, Chili said is trick 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 or dance 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 it really shows that we can all create art in pole in different ways that is unique to us and unique to our histories and I just think he did such a great job at just showing a completely different element of pole um, in the pole icon stage and our tricks icon tonight is it was pretty amazing Mishka! Okay, I think I have a new pole crush. I might kind of be in love here. I know Mishka is the current Miss Pole Dance Australia champion, but a little bit like Jacob, if I'm honest, I've never actually seen a performance. I knew about her, but I know, and I've heard really good things. I've just never actually watched a performance of hers. And I think coming back to like, 
Julie mentioned this on the night, is there are some of these people that pole babies just don't even know about yet. And I've been in the industry now for 10 years and there's still so many people I'm learning about because our industry is growing and it's so big and everybody has their niches. And Mishka just like absolutely blew me out of the water. So not only, she obviously won Tricksycon. She had flips, fungies, spatchcocks, deadlifts, and like just so much more. She's almost like a mini pocket rocket. Well, I wouldn't say mini. She's quite tall. Um, but she she also had the dance element too. And I think for me, that's kind of what blew me away with Mishka's performance was her tricks were all epic and looked flawless from the, from the audience. However, the way she moved to an iconic artist, she did a Michael Jackson tribute. The way she moved to that was just stunning is not the right word. Her musicality was on point and her backup dancers were also on point and it, they played that part really, really well. They were all in black with that little like Michael Jackson kind of like hat. Um, they took her jacket off towards the end or about midway through she had this like leather jacket over the top of her her costume and then they came and they put it back on and all of that was done really really well but yeah overall the dance element in this routine was great the tricks were great I definitely think her performance overall was up there with one of the best performances high energy um, a lot going on but in the best ways possible so yeah she just looked effortless always on that stage and even at the end when she had to come back on the stage to award the hall of fame which we'll talk about a little bit later she didn't even look pooped I'm sure she was but she didn't look pooped at all and Mishka wasn't the only person who paid tributes to iconic music um, people in our world Dallas D I do need to do a special shout out to Dallas D she always has some of the the fun concepts she tells a great story generally plays a dude I'm not sure why that is but she took a take on a night at the museum with the museum of icons so in this museum of icons she danced to the different styles so she was like Larry from the night at the museum and she danced to Elvis to start off with then it went into um, Michael Jackson and lastly the queen herself B Beyonce And she sort of redid some of their most iconic movements. But what was really cool is at the end, the museum must have opened and people were coming in for a tour and they're like, oh, this icon over here and this icon over here. And it's like our first ever pole icon. I thought that was very well played by Dallas D. And I think she always does such a great job at putting on a performance, whether it's got, you know, John Farnham's bagpipes or something else. She just always... Now's the story and the entertainment elements of a performance. The one thing I did notice throughout the night, um, and I guess this comes off the back of like talking about Dallas, and she obviously had different music icons as a part of her performance. And there were so many cuts to music. I'm not sure, obviously you have to cut songs down depending on, I don't know what the criteria was for music cuts, but so many people used cuts in music and different music together there weren't too many who had just had the one song there was a lot of um mixes I would say throughout the night so I found that interesting um and sometimes it was you know still all the same theme. people I think people did quite well in keeping it themed but yeah a lot of people 
um, performed to different mixes of songs, which was just an interesting takeaway. Before we dive into the the icons of the night, how exciting, um, I do want to talk about one big surprise for me, and that would be Bethany Finlay. So, first of all, Bethany had fire on the stage, and like we said, Chili said anything goes, and definitely anything went. Um, so, she brought her fire twirlers. Um, I'm pretty sure there was even a cigarette towards the end of it, but one of the surprises for me was her tricks. So, Bethany is well known for really epic flips, drops, just crazy shit generally on the pole. And one thing I noticed is she didn't go up the pole. And look, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This was just a surprise for me. I She is known for these pretty epic things on Instagram and she probably does a lot to, to create those little snippets of the drops that she does. Um, and in all fairness, like her routine – was still great and it was still entertaining and it still had a lot in it. She was still that flippy, crazy, acrobatic person that you see, but it was predominantly on the floor. Maybe this was, you know, and I think for most people, this was an opportunity to bring a concept to life and maybe this was just her first opportunity to bring something a little bit different to a stage than what she's done in the past where she maybe doesn't feel the pressure to do these big, huge drops. Um, Overall, she was still amazing and I still loved her performance. But for me, it was just something that I found interesting on the night um, out of all the performers. Second runner-up. Ooh, second runner-up for the first ever Pole Icon 2022. And it is... You can always tell when they're not expecting a prize, can't yeah. you? they got their dressing gown on, slippers on. Yeah. She was like, this is not happening for me tonight and putting me slippies on. I do have another um, confession to make. This is the first time I found out who Miss Sang was. I've never heard of Miss Sang ever. So for me... Well, it was another icon I had no idea about. So I could just imagine how many other people, and I'm interested to know how many other people found out about new, awesome, epic pole dancers on this performance. Um, So, yeah, it was the first time I've ever seen anything by her. And, damn, like, I really think as a performer, she hit all the markers. She – her dance, I'd probably say, was a highlight for me. Um, She had great tricks, um, but she definitely – could dance and her backup dances were on point so I found that she was lip-syncing a lot of her music and a lot of her songs were like all like badass women songs um so it was a lot of fun um you know bitch better have my money and my neck my crack anyway I don't need to continue that one so yeah I thought that that her performance was on point. A few people have said to me that it looks like she may have missed an invert, but outside of that, it was a pretty flawless and fun, upbeat routine. And I'm really excited to actually see more from Miss Sang. However, one of the things, so many people had human props. And one of the things that I noticed was between the human props, the backup dancers, the people who brought on their confetti guns is there was a lot of shared human props or backup. Oh, I don't know so much backup dancers, but there's definitely a lot of shared human props. And you know what? Like for me, that just shows how much of a celebration 
this competition was rather than it being a competition. It really was. It really felt like it was a bunch of friends who just wanted to perform, who just wanted to bring out epic, um, iconic performances to the pole world. And yeah, like I know I've seen Michelle Shimmy's husband on stage, George, quite a few times. I'm pretty sure Charlie Love popped up in quite a few performances as well. But yeah, I think it was, it truly showed how much these guys work together and I don't know if it was planned I don't know if there was restrictions on how many people they could have backstage but to me it showed how supportive our community really really is and I love that about the night it's probably one of the biggest highlights I would say is just seeing how many people came together for that all right our first runner up for pole icon First runner-up of the first ever Pole Icon 2022 is Miss Philly! Miss Philly, oh, isn't she just Australia's Energizer Bunny? I mean, if you've ever taken a class with her, she's full of energy always. She just has so much energy, hype, support, love, but I feel like this definitely came out on the stage. I would say from the top three... Philly definitely had the less, the least dance. Like if you were watch, to watch um, Miss Sang and to watch obviously Adam Lynn, they had backup dancers. They were on point. Musicality was great. Not to say Philly's wasn't. However, Philly did what Philly does iconically. She just pulled out these epic combos all over the shop, whether it's on the floor, on the pole, on the spinach, on the static. She just absolutely smashed it from a – from a tricks perspective and so her theme was a little bit bridal so she had this altar where her partner sat as she danced in this gorgeous bridal inspired costume and he was brought in through a couple of different ways and at the end or yeah at the end there was the water that fell down as they kissed and it was gorgeous it was beautiful again Chili said anything goes there was water on the stage as well. So, yeah, I think she did a great job. And I know many people have said that they got teary, which I think is not expected from a Philly routine, right? So I think that was a little bit unexpected. But I think she pulled it off very, very well. And I'm super excited to see that she made the top three. Now, now our next section is something new. And, and Chili's created it. And it's quite personal to her. Now, what is it all about, Miss Chill? It's the Hall of Fame. For our industry, it's about time we have one. Yes. There are so many people who have cared so much for this industry over the years and some of the new people coming through don't even know who they are and no. I would like to honour somebody. She doesn't even know what's happening but she's here tonight. So anyway, I'm just going to say this and we'll see who knows who I'm talking about. It all started with a big dream for this fearless superwoman. She is a dancer, instructor a fearless leader and a pioneer of pole dancing. She opened her first studio in Peran in 2004. She now has seven studios across Victoria. Her students and instructors have gone on to win national and international titles. In fact, a few are on our stage tonight. Yes. She has hosted some of the industry's biggest events, including Unleashed, Miss Polis... Victoria, rising all-stars, aerial all-stars, airborne and frisk. She is constantly growing her business and thinking of new and exciting ideas, the latest being Divas On Demand. Oy. 
She is one of the most loved and respected women in our industry. Please welcome, come up to the stage, young lady, our very first inductee into the Pole Icon Hall of Fame, Kanana Hutchins! Congratulations, Kanana, and thank you for everything you have done for our industry. You're amazing. Say something. So, so, so shocked. Thank you so much. I love this industry very much. Um, I have no idea this was happening. I would have liked to have some lippy on. Thank you all. Thank you, Kanana! I would have to say about time. Well done, Chile. Australia definitely takes pole dancing to the next level. So it's so good to see that we finally have a Hall of Fame in some capacity. And I think what a better place to do it than something like Pole Icon, which as Chile said is, you know, style inclusive, gender inclusive. And I think moving forward is going to be one of the major events for the Australian pole industry in the years to come. So Kaneda is our first Hall of Famer. And what I kind of like about this is Kaneda isn't an iconic performer. She's iconic in her own way and she's iconic from a business perspective. And we all know I'm a bit of a business geek. So I definitely love it. But I think this is going to be really a really great thing for our industry to have this Hall of Fame to highlight some of the people who have really done amazing things, whether they're on a stage or behind a stage because there's so many people who have been working really hard since the original poll days to try to create change and positive change in our industry. So I'm really interested to know um, who do you want to see on the Hall of Fame moving forward? Who is iconic for you in that perspective? Where performers, it's not just performers included, who have made really good um, impact to our world. One thing I do hope that I know Chile's running it, but I personally would love to see that woman on a Hall of Fame in some capacity because she has just done so much for the pole industry. She's so integrated. Like all these people are her friends that were here and that were invited to be a part of this. And I think that just shows something really special about her as a person. So She's my pick for for a Hall of Fame. I think she'll do well. Um, And there's certainly others that I can think of, but she is definitely up there for sure. So I know who won, but Chile doesn't, which is fabulous. The winner of Pole Icon 2022. Come on. No. Oh, you don't even have it. No, I do have it. He doesn't even have it. I do. Maxine. I do have it. You don't. Oh, okay. Well, I do it. have it. I told you. Do the drum roll it's again. It's added suspense. Come on. The winner of the first ever Pole Icon 22, Mr. Adam Lynn. I remember the first time I ever seen Adam Lynn perform and I was like in awe. I think he was like the first male I'd really seen take a stage and it was a Miss Pole Dance Queensland because he used to be Queensland based. It must have been, I feel like it was off the back of a Mr. Pole Dance win. Um, But one of the performances that I've seen that really gives me goosebumps is um, his Dance for a Difference performance to This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. 
And I got the same feeling watching him in this performance. He obviously, being the winner of Pole Icon, had everything, including a costume change. And I know I was re-watching this with my husband last night and he's like, like how do men find clothes in Pole? And I mean, for a guy who's not fully into Pole, you it's a fair question and I'm like well Adam Lynn's actually a designer so I have no doubt he designed his own stuff I might be wrong however he had a costume change so he and like heels and all so he went from heels to no heels um but he had this he was all in black first and the song was it's rainy men and there were umbrellas and then he walked off the stage and he come back on this like hot pink Great number with no shoes on by this point. And we all know Adam's epic and his tricks. He's so strong, but he can dance and his backup dancers and him absolutely now there's this section that was just so much fun um, where the three of them just did this dance element. And I think that's part of what really made this show for him amazing was just how many different elements of show and I'm going to use the word show that really came into play it was super high energy I can't imagine that there was anybody who did not enjoy themselves watching that routine and even as we watched the live stream back I know my husband was like holy shit that was entertaining so he definitely hit the markers and I know everybody I've spoken to really thinks it's a well-deserved win so congratulations Adam on being the first ever pole icon how epic maybe we need to get him on to tell us all how to make an iconic iconic performance that's a great idea if anybody else is down let me know let me know so that concludes our recap of the first ever pole icon i must admit and the people i went with i went with a couple of girlfriends from the studio it was one of the best pole performances I've ever been in the audience for and I mean it's one of the biggest ones we've had in quite a few years um outside of just the being around that many people the energy was just next level everybody was so excited to be there everybody was so excited to support these icons and support the first ever pole icon it was a history making event and I can't thank Chile enough for bringing this concept to life and sharing this with the pole world because I just feel like it's just going to get better and better. I don't know how she tops that. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible, but I feel like she will, being who she is. If you did miss out on being there, there is a live stream available. There is a slight lag in the um, the sound to the performances. However, it's still totally worth it. I will pop a link in our show notes if you are now having absolute FOMO and you need to know what I'm talking about. Even it doesn't matter where in the world you are, you can obviously watch this and you can just see how amazing our Australian pole dancers are. And yeah, it's it was totally worth it. So many people didn't actually get to... So many people who didn't attend this event this year who I've spoken to since are definitely 100% in for next year. My only tip to you guys is don't book your flight on the same day. So many people who I've spoken to also got a little bit uh, screwed around because of flight cancellations and didn't actually get to make the event or made the event just in time or yeah, book it, make it, grab a couple of pole babes, like some of your pole besties and make a weekend of it. And you really won't regret it. Sydney obviously is a great place to be in general, 
But going with pole dancers, checking out some of the pole studios down there is just going to make a really fun weekend. And in my experience, traveling with people from pole has made my relationship stronger as well. So definitely a night to remember and probably one of the best events of the year. Um, I know we're only halfway through, but I don't know how you can top that. If you were in the crowd or you've watched a live stream, I really want to know what your favorite performance was and why. I don't just want your favorite performance. I want you to tell me why you love the performance, what it was about it. So slide into our DMs. Sounds so cringy. Hit me up on Instagram at uncovered.pd and we'll share your favorite performances and why with our community. Until the next episode, have the best poll week.